Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. I realize, I'm beginning to realize more that I pastor in this church that we are truly family. We are truly family. It's like when somebody else is hurting, we all literally hurt together. It's not like, oh, I know somebody and somebody passed and I just feel bad for them. It's like we're all actually feel like something's been torn out of us during this time. And uh, this is why it's important for the family of God to be connected in the family of God. Because you will go through something. Your guns, I, I, I can promise you. I'm not even prophesying. Bible says it specifically, a man is born of a woman yet a few moments and full of trouble. We're always looking for good times, but it's times like these. I know we don't want them, but it, it will bring us closer to God, but also bring us closer to God's family. So I just thank God for, for the body of Christ. I thank God for you guys just being there. And please continue to keep the slappies in prayer. Uh, they need it. It's unnatural. And some of you already know that it's unnatural for a parent to bury a child. It's just unnatural. Your children are supposed to bury you. So, praise God. Amen. Thank you. So let's turn the lights on. We're going to get in today's word, if I can. And... You know, I came in this morning, and I still feel it, it's a spirit of heaviness. And God says that I will give you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And, and, and I, just for me, because of the way my mind works, he says he gives me a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, which means if he gives me a garment, if I give you a shirt, it does you no good until you put it on. So it gives me a garment. Say, let's say it's a shirt. Maybe it's a coat of many colors. So if God's given it to us, he's like, look, I see that you're heavy, but I've given you something that you could use for that heaviness. It's praise. So what I'm trying to teach you guys is, is that it's even during the heaviness and the hard times and those days like I'm feeling in here right now. It's even during these times that we have to press in. We have to press in. I was looking at the uh, worship team, and I'm just I'm doing a teaching moment before I get into my work. I look at the worship team, and I can see them laboring. You guys might not be able to tell, but when it gets heavy and they're pushing, it's like trying to swim in mud. You know, water, you could swim, but mud, just trying to walk through some mud. And, and they're working, and they're pressing. And, but you have to remember, they're a, they're a worship team that is to lead us into worship, not a worship team where you just sit here and you're getting a free concert. They're, he they're here to help you praise God. Now, I can't sing a lick. I can't. But there's been times that I will grab a mic and start singing a song to encourage you. That you don't have to have an angelic earthly voice. Because anytime you praise God, it's music to his ears. The Bible says it's a sweet-smelling savor that enters into his nostrils. 
And as God breathes in your praise, he will breathe out the presence of God upon your life. The spirit of God will be breathed out upon you. So, saints, we have to learn how to start praising and not letting other people praise for us. That's why the Bible says the rocks will cry out if you don't praise. I'm not letting any rocks cry out on my behalf. Amen. Amen. So let's get into this word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Es natural en nuestra peticiones a Dios que queremos las cosas ahora. It's natural in our petitions to God that we want things now. Quiero sanar ahora. I want healing now. Quiero un trabajo ahora. I want a job now. Quiero un conyoje ahora. I want a spouse now. <laughs> Quiero que todo termine termine ahora. I want it all to be done now. Dios estás más interesado en tu viaje que un tu destino. God is more interested in your journey than your destination. It's during your journey you become more like Christ. Es durante tu viaje te vuelves. Man, como Cristo. Es durante su viaje que tiene que esperar en la promesa. It's during your journey you have to wait on the promises of God. Pero como esperas determinada en que te convertirás. But how you wait will determine what you'll become. So while you're waiting on the promises of God, how many people want to become more like Christ? Come on. Because it's why you're waiting is you're becoming. And it's how you wait which will determine what you'll become. Turn to Psalms. One of, uh, Psalms 130 and 5. <clears throat> it reads this. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. Psalms 27 and 14 also says this. Wait on the Lord, be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. La verdadera fe no es creer para recibir algo, sino que es una fe incuerbrante que busca el rostro de Dios. True faith isn't believing to receive something, but it's, it's an unwavering faith that seeks after the face of God. La fe está teniendo la confianza sin importar el resultado de una situación funcionada para mí bien a la gloria de Dios. Faith is having the confidence in whatever happens, no matter the outcome or the situation or circumstance, it's going to work out for my good, but to God's 
glory. But when we misplace our faith from Jesus and put our faith into a situation, we are setting ourselves up for failure. Situations are like the weather. They change from day to day. Las situaciones son como el clima, cambian día a día. So when our situation doesn't turn out the way that we believe, we begin to sink into our own uh, doubts and disbeliefs. And doubt and disbeliefs are like kryptonite to faith. They slowly and methodically dissolve one's hope, leaving us stuck and overwhelmed in a situation. Now, cuando uh, Pedro camino sobre el agua, in Matthew chapter 14, 29 and 31, when Peter walked on water, Pedro nunca creyó que podía caminar sobre el agua. Pedro nunca pensó en romper las leyes de la uh, física. Peter never believed he could walk on water. He never believed it. He never sat down and looked at his situation. He never even thought about he was getting ready to break the laws of physics. The only thing that was on Peter's mind was getting to the feet of Jesus. See, it's funny that if we keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, who is the author and finisher of our faith, it doesn't matter the situation that you're in. But when you start keeping your eyes on your situation, you take your eyes off God. And you start sinking because situations change every day. See, he had faith in God. And if Jesus said, come, then that's what he was going to do. Before he stepped out of the boat, he didn't acknowledge his predicament. See, you guys, you ever, you ever been in a place that you're like, I want to do this. I believe God has told me to do this. But you sit down and you say, but I don't have enough money. I, I, but, but I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough time. You've ever, if you've ever been in that place, you're acknowledging your situation instead of acknowledging what God said. Why would God tell you to do something that you didn't have everything you need to do? God doesn't set you up like that to fail. If God tells you to do it, he has already supplied everything that you need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. See, when we get as serious as Peter did about our faith and seek the presence of God and just seek Jesus, the Lord Almighty, there's going to be no obstacle, no barrier, no impossible situation, no tribulation, no distress, no persecution, no famine, no peril, no problem, no powers or principalities, no height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. When we get our hearts fixed on finding and seeking the face of Jesus, it doesn't matter how long we have to wait for something to happen. Because we know that while I'm waiting, I'm becoming more like Christ. So faith. Faith. But the question that we really need to look at is, ¿Qué haces cuando lo que está esperando toma mucho tiempo para que suceda? What do you do when that what you are desperately hoping for is taking too long? What do you do when you, you're asking God for what happened? You're asking God what's going on, and you're asking God, I want this, and he just says, hold on. What should you do while you're waiting? 
I'm going to tell you just like I tell my kids. Wait. <laughs> Somebody say, wait. Yeah, I know it's a dirty little four-letter word that most of us don't like to hear, especially when we want something now. Ahora. You know, when somebody wants something from you and you really don't feel like dealing with it at the moment, like you're, you're busy, or, or, you, know, you guys know where I'm getting at. Your kids say they want something, you, what do you tell them? Wait. But when tell, somebody tells you to wait, you don't want to wait. Yeah. But you're going to tell somebody, wait, especially if you're busy or you're preoccupied with something else that you feel or you deem is more significant. But when you need something, the last thing you want to hear is wait. I think it's a shame that we do God like that. You know, we'll tell our kids to wait. Somebody comes up and say they need something, we'll say wait. But to them, it's serious. You know how you say, just because you want to hurry doesn't mean I'm in a hurry. That's the attitude we have with God. God says, present your body a living sacrifice. And we say, wait. God says, I need you to start praying regularly and every day. And we say, wait. God says, I need you to be faithful in your tithing and your generosity. You know what we say? Wait. Because I have some more pressing things that I got to do that I deem, God, a little bit more serious in my life at this time. So just wait. I'll get back to you. You're really not asking God to wait. What you're doing is you're putting him on hold, hoping he's going to hang up the main line because he's held too long. How many of you call somebody, call the help center, need something done? Please hold. You ain't going to hold on the phone no 15 minutes. And then when you do, when they finally get on the phone, you don't forgot what you want because you're ready to holler at somebody right at that point. Right? Why you have me on the phone for a whole so long? And they don't even say sorry. The crazy part about that is, but when we're calling on God, we want stuff done ahora, right now. God, I need the husband. I need my husband to act right. You don't say that, do you, honey? God is going to look at you and go, wait. God loves telling us to wait. God, I need a financial miracle now. You know what God says? Wait. God, I need to be healed right now. Wait. And if we don't get what we want right away, we're going to hang up the phone on God because he made us wait too long. It's like, God, why are you making me wait? I need it now. God says, you're not understanding. Wait is, wait is something that you have to do. You know, when, somebody, when you're on the phone with somebody and they put you on hold, you know it's your choice whether you're going to hold on or not? You don't have to hold on. You don't have to wait. It's your choice. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of waiting that you sit down, you start poking your lips out and pouting like a baby. When God tells you, wait, no, you can't be married now. Or God looks at you and says, no, you're not going to be healed now. No, I'm going to let your husband or your wife continue to act crazy for a while. Why not now? God says, I told you to wait. I don't want to wait. 
How many of you guys are like that spiritually? You know, you ever tell your kids, I, I mean, my kids never did it because they know what comes after that. Like, no, you can't get it now. Just wait. They never... Yeah. Some of y'all laughing because you're saying the same thing. I'm saying my kid better not do that because they're going to get the, they, not only they're going to have to wait, they're never going to get it and they're going to get something they didn't want. Amen. Right? So what do you expect God to do for us when we act like that spiritually? We sit down and God says, no, you're going to wait. We go, God, why? Why can't you do it now? God says, I told you to wait. See, because we're interested in the outcome, and God's like, look, I'm trying to conform you into my image while you're waiting on the promise. I'm not interested in, in getting you a husband. I would like for you to have a husband. I'm not interested in getting you a wife. I would like for you to have a wife. I'm not interested in you getting a job or getting healed physically. What I'm interested in is having you become more like my son. And that only happens while you're waiting on the promise. But if we don't wait correctly, we become a spoiled little child. Throwing temper tantrums. You know, what's the name of the, uh, the person at a restaurant that, that brings you food? What are they called? It's called waiters, huh? Somebody said servants. <laughs> Servant. Garçon. <laughs> They're called waiters. Why do you call them waiters? Because they wait on you. They serve you. They take care of you. They bring you things when you need it. You know what's really best? Is I love a waiter that brings me stuff before I have to ask for it. Waiter will come up and go, here's some more napkins. I'm like, hmm. I love when I don't have to ask for straws. When, when they bring me water, they ask me first, would you like, would you like to drink some water? They gotta take some water, please. You want lemon in that? Oh, my God. <laughs> and you know what's funny is because at the end of everything, at the end of everything, they get a well done from me. Yeah. And their well done isn't just in my ver verbiage. It's a reward that they get. I love to bless people, especially people that work hard. So they're called waiters because they wait on you. You ever have a waiter that acts like they're doing you a favor? You always got to get their attention. You ask them for something and they forget about you. Come on, I'm, I'm drawing a parallel here. You want something? Wait. God is calling you to be a waiter. How many of you have prayed for patience? Anybody ever pray for patience? Yes. Hallelujah. You know, everybody always tell you, don't pray for patience. Do you guys realize that patience is actually produced and it's actually developed while you wait? So let me help you out. 
while you're praying for patience, God has given you situations that you're going to have to wait to develop your patience. (laughs) Romans 8 and 25, it says, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. The Bible says that we are in need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, wow, you're in need of patience so that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So basically what it's saying is, is that when God orders something, and you know, we want something from God, while we're waiting on him, we have to do the will of God, which means we take care of him first so that when we're done, we might get that good tip. Do we have any waitresses or waiters in the house? Has anybody ever worked work food food department? Anybody? Food service. Isn't it, isn't it a mess that you work so hard for what you got? And you might be having a bad day, but it doesn't matter. But you work really hard, and people don't even tip you. They don't acknowledge your work. God won't do that because God gave us a promise. He says that he sees the labor of love that we're doing. And that he'll reward us for that labor of love. But he said, wait! That you might receive the promise. I know you guys are asking me, what does faith have to do with this? But I'm glad you asked. Let me me break this down. It's about waiting, which means working. And when you're waiting, it all boils down to this. Wait. Somebody say wait. wait. It's an acronym. Worship as it tarries. Worship as it tarries. When God tells you to wait, he doesn't mean for you to sit down and just sit there. He's saying, I need you to worship me as you're waiting on your promise. Worship is work. Worship is work. So when I worship God, I'm putting forth some work. And James, uh, James said us, faith without works is dead. So if I believe that I'm going to get what I ask for, I'm going to worship God by working. Now, when I say working, I'm not talking about going out and cutting grass and doing stuff like that. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to serve him the best that he does that, that, we, that, that I know how. And check this out, you guys. I'm not going to wait for him to ask me to do something because I already know what God needs. I already know what he wants from me. See, that's the, the difference between an experienced waiter and a new waiter. Because an experienced waiter, they know what people need when they sit down. They know you're going to need the extra napkins for those, those, those greasy ribs. Huh? They know you're going to want a straw. They know that they, they don't wait for you to ask to refill your glass because they're always watching. They're always looking to see is there anything that I can do to make sure that you're taken care of. That's called waiting. And that's what God wants us to do as we're waiting on the promises. When I ask God for something, I'm going to thank him before I get it. Worship. That's what worship is. That's what waiting is. When I'm applying for a job that I'm not qualified for, I'm going to worship him. That's waiting. I'm getting up early and getting dressed like I already have the job. I'm talking to somebody. Some people in here ain't had a job in a long time. You would think you're going to get a job and start getting up. You, you've been getting up at 9, 10 o'clock in a day. Now, why don't you start acting like you have a job, get up at 5 in the morning like you're getting ready to go to job, take a shower, get dressed, and just get ready for the day. Say, God, I'm preparing for what you have me for. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm preparing. I'm getting ready because I believe and I know I'm going to worship as a Terry because I'm going to call those things as though they are not. I am going to call those things that you have given me, God, because I'm waiting on the promises and I know whatever I get is going to be exceedingly abundantly more than I can ask or even think. I believe your word. I may not have it now, but I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to worship as the promise tarries. Even if I get turned down ten times. Keep applying. Keep looking. Keep worshiping as it tarries. If I'm asking God for a financial miracle because I'm too far in debt or I just don't make enough money, guess what? I'm going to praise him like I just got supernatural debt cancellation. Come on. You're sitting down, you're trying to figure out how to make more money, and you say, God, look, I'm faithful in my giving. It's just like in Karen. We were talking about Karen earlier. See, one thing that Brother Carlos didn't say is that Karen's faithful. Karen is faithful. She serves here. She tithes. She's been at our church almost since the beginning of, uh, since the beginning, not almost. You've been here since way back in the day. She's been here faithful. Karen was here with her husband. Her husband went on to be with the Lord. Her husband, Bob, she worked. She took care of herself. She, she's doing everything. She had a job. She was let go at her job. Why? I don't know. She's the sweetest thing there. I almost went to her job, had attitude. What you fire my sister for? But see, sometimes what we, oh, sometimes what we count as a curse is a blessing. See, what happened was, and I remember when she came and told me she got fired, she wasn't crying. She wasn't upset. She just looked at me like, like, like she had this, this somewhere deep down inside her. There was something deep down inside. Maybe it was a, a faith the size of a mustard seed that was down in her that told her everything's going to be all right. She got bills to pay. She got rent to pay. She has all that. She was faithful. But I believe Karen, she still coming to church. Still here, still serving, didn't ask the church for nothing, trusted, and then somebody came. Watch this. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another. Your faults aren't always you're doing something wrong. It's sometimes a need. I'm lacking. She came and said something to some people that are some financial gurus. And they go, well, why don't you go down to Social Security? Well, I think I will. Watch this. Let me show you how God works. So she goes down to Social Security, and she asks, Am I eligible to get my husband's Social Security? They said, as a matter of fact, you do. I'm not even done yet. How come Karen's going to be making more money not working than what she was when she was working? My God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think. That's my God. That's the God that we wait on. That is the kind of God we wait on. She's sitting there talking to us, and I was like, and, what? and you can collect unemployment too? You need to go on a vacation. They released, they was like, I release you. You go get a she can go see your grandchildren and, and, her, and her, her kids. That is God working on her behalf. I could sit down and tell you about people. I'm looking at the Barajas and they're looking at me. And I, I used to talk about their testimony all the time, how they are faithful in everything that they do and they're giving and they're serving and waiting. And God blessed them. When they bought a house, God blessed them with the house exceedingly, abundantly, because I remember the house all y'all lived in. I'm telling you guys, if you sneeze, 
you were on the other side of the house, if somebody on the other side of the house needs, you would get wet. But God gave them a beautiful, big house. Great. And they still continue to serve God. That's because they continued to wait on God. They would worship as it tarried. And trust me, things get bad. And sometimes things seem to get worse. But I remember Job. Man, Job, used to, he was a worshiper. He never blamed God. He was like, look, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. That's worship. Mientras estoy esperando a Dios, voy a adorar. As I'm waiting on God, I'm going to worship. I'm going to serve more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to love more. I'm going to give more. That's what waiting is. Saints, I know every person in here is waiting on God for something. Something. And don't think it's something too small. But the key to your attitude while you're waiting is worship. We have to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Listen, if you need God in your situation, just worship him. Because God will find you. You know, some of us are seeking God. It's like, I'm seeking God. I can't find him. Maybe because we're not worshiping. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, it says God is seeking after people worship. God is looking. He's seeking. He's going all through the land looking for people to worship him, true worshipers that will worship him in spirit and truth. It says that God is looking for such a person. God is looking. So guess what? If I need God, I want God to find me, I can stand right where I'm at. I could be in the jail. I could be, I could be in the drug house. I could be on the street. I could be by myself. If I begin to worship Almighty God, he will come and find me in my situation. As I close. No importa cuánto tiempo tome. Continuare adorado a Jesus. No matter how long it takes, I'm going to continue to worship Jesus. No matter how long it takes. And I know some of you are getting tired, and you're tired, and you're tired of waiting, you're tired of asking. I know where you're at. I've been there. I'll be honest with you. I mean, dealing with my heart condition, I'm like, okay, God. We talked to a doctor this week, and just Kai's, it was Kai's appointment, and talking to a doctor, and, and we just got to chopping it up. And I was telling him, I said, I have cardiomyopathy. And he goes, oh, what's your ejection fraction? I go, about 21%. 21%. I'm a walking miracle. Walk a miracle. That means my heart is only functioning 21%. But yet I still work out. I still preach the gospel. I still love on people. But I don't want to deal with this condition anymore. Just don't. Now I can go sit down somewhere and pout, or I can continue to keep worshiping God. And I worship God by myself. But I also worship him by serving his people. I worship God with my whole heart. I love him with all my heart, with all my soul, and all my strength. I give him my time, my talent, and my treasure. Because I believe, I believe I'm healed 
I'm just being waiting to be made whole. <laughs> See, what you guys don't realize, the ten lepers that went to Jesus and, and asked him for healing, Jesus said, go on your way, and as you walk, you'll be healed. And they were healed as they walked away, but one decided they were going to wait on the Lord. What I mean, he turned around and worshiped him. The Bible says that he fell at Jesus' feet and began to worship him. Jesus said, where are the other nine at? He's like, I don't know. I don't know about them. I just know that I need, I'm going to worship you. I know those are my old partners, my friends. We used to hang out at church. They're now going a different direction. But Jesus, I'm going to stay at your feet. I'm going to worship you because I'm healed, but I want to be whole. And Jesus looked at him and said, go thy way. You're now whole. If you ever seen what leprosy does to people, you get this, you would get this whole scripture. Because leprosy, fingers fall off, nose, your face, it disfigures you. Skin, lesions, and everything. God turned around and made him whole. Which means nothing missing, nothing broken. See, I want wholeness. And while I'm waiting on wholeness, I'm going to worship as it tarries. If you're in here today and you've ran out of strength, you're just tired of being tired, just continue to worship as it tarries. I want you guys to see this. Look what God will do for you if you worship as it tarries. Look what God will do if you worship as, as, as you wait. Worship as it tarries. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord. Pero los que esperan in el Señor, shall renew their strength, renovarán su fuerza. They shall mount up with wings of eagles, se remontarán con alas como las aquilas. aquilas. They shall run and not be weary, corran y no se cansarán, and they shall walk and not faint. Caminarán y no se fatigarán. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. God just says, worship me. As you worship me, I'll give you the strength you need as you're waiting. I'll renew your strength. As you're becoming more and more like my son, Jesus Christ. So you'll mount up with wings of eagles. That, you know what that means? That you can pretty much fly over your situation. You're so busy acknowledging your situation. God says, I'm trying to rise you above it. Just worship me so I can give you the wings of eagles. So God is calling us today to continue to worship him. As the promise tarries. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast, but we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today, or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.